return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Pastor Dave and Jeannie are in Sioux Falls this morning. They, their uh, grandson, their oldest grandson, Micah Johnson, who's Angela and Joey's uh, son, uh, he graduates this morning, and so he's going to be uh, going off to college at Mount Marty, and I think that's in your bulletin as well, so that's where they are. And this morning I was thinking, okay, what can I talk about? I've been, I've been talking a lot about hearing the voice of God, and uh, I was thinking, okay, how can I take that and kind of tie it into like a Memorial Day message? And, and uh, I was struggling. I was like, I just, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know where I'm going with it. And then the Lord just said, Randon, just do what I've asked you to do. Just, just say what uh, I've put on your heart. And, and so uh, that's what I'm going to do. So it's nothing about hearing the voice of the Lord. I'm not going to try to tie it in and intricately weave it. I'm just going to say what I feel that the Lord's put on my heart. So uh, I title this, Don't Forget His Promises. Yeah. Amen. And, and uh, you know, we, we celebrate Memorial Day tomorrow. And, you know, Memorial Day was established to honor those who have died in the American wars. Um, those that gave their life for our freedom. And it's a day where we remember the sacrifice of those servicemen and women um, that they made for us, for our freedom, for the things that we can do here that um, in a lot of other places around the, uh, around the world, um, freedoms aren't, aren't there and, and adequate for them, right? And so um, that's why we celebrate Memorial Day. And not only do we remember the sacrifice, but we want to thank them for the sacrifice. Amen. And I know, you know, if ever I'm out... Um, if I see somebody in a uniform, military uniform, I always try to, if I can, go over and just say thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for uh, being somebody on the front lines. And I think that's important. You know, sometimes it, it might seem, well, oh, it might be kind of awkward, but I guarantee you they appreciate it. Amen. So I want to be thankful. And so again, I want to say thank you to everybody here, all your family members that served and are, are serving now. Um, and it's such a blessing. So uh, thank you. Their service is always going to be remembered. Amen. And a memorial is a reminder of a person or an event from the past. So when we think of a memorial, sometimes it's easy to think of like, oh, it's a sad occasion. But no, a memorial is just something that reminds you of, an, of a past event. And we can have different memorials in our life. And throughout our life, you're going to see things that remind you of your past. And it's not always a bad thing, is it? A lot of times it's a good thing. There's, a, a, there's something that we see and it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I got saved, right? Pastor Kevin, he talks about he got saved in front of that big cross in Sioux Falls where he gave his life to Jesus. And so whenever he drove by it, he'd always remember, That's where, this is where I got saved. This is the day I got saved. And so that was a memorial for him, amen? That was something that he could always go to and, and remember that, wow, yes, I remember this. And not that we don't remember all the time in our life, but there's certain things and events and items that might remind us of something even more um, from our past. But that would be considered a memorial. For me, uh, my grandpa used to sing 
a song. I, I wasn't going to sing it, but you know me, I'm going to sing it. Um, but he, he always sang, uh, I love you a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Okay? So whenever, and my grandpa just passed away this last, uh, this last spring. And, uh, and so whenever I hear that song, I always think of him. I always think of him. In fact, there was, uh, uh, my sister dug up an old video, and he was singing it to my niece and before he passed away. And I thought, oh, yeah, the grandpa, you know. That's a memorial. Whenever I hear that song or I think about that song, I think about him. Amen. And all throughout the Bible, there's memorials God puts in place so his people would always remember the past events, so that his people would always remember what he did for them. Amen. Um, let's go to Genesis 9:12 through 16. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you, and every living creature that is with you, for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And one thing I love about the rainbow is it's not a memorial for us, but it's a memorial for him. He says that when he sees the rainbow, he sets the rainbow so that he will remember his covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. So just think of all the, all the things, um, the, just all the covenants from the beginning until now, this covenant of grace, that not only we use it to remember, but the Lord uses it to remember his covenant with us. Amen. He cares about us. It's not just like, oh yeah, we set this covenant up with, with mankind and yeah, it's out there. No, he's, he, he purposely and he purposefully remembers his covenant with you. Whenever you got saved, he remembers that. <laughs> Amen. Whenever you gave your life to the Lord, he remembers that. Amen. He doesn't forget. God doesn't forget things. Except for our sins, right? <laughs> but he doesn't forget when we do something for him, he remembers that. You know how I know that is because the Bible says when we get to heaven and we live for him, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. He remembers all these things that you did for him in your life. Amen. Memorials, these different, these little things throughout your life where you can look back and say, wow, God is so good. Look what God did in my life here. Amen. I know a lot of people write notes in their Bibles and and date it. Uh, The Lord really spoke to them about, about a verse and a situation. When they go back through, what is it? It's a, it's a place that they can remember, oh yeah, God did that. I mean, God did that in my life. I know others that write down blessings that they receive. And they have a notebook of blessings that they receive. And they can go back and they think, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because we sometimes don't have very good memories, right? I know there's sometimes I can be, one day I can be in the Spirit, and I can be praying, and I mean, it's just going really well. And then that night, I forget everything that happened during the day, and I'm upset, and I'm cranky, and I'm angry. We just sometimes don't have very good memories, right? That's why Pastor Dave always says the, the, the shortest memory is better than the longest pencil. I think that's what he says, right? So as far, wait, the longest memory, or the, the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory, right? So we write things down, we can write things down 
uh, that he's done for us. Right. And so this is a reminder for God that he will uh, remember this covenant with everything on the earth, with us, with the creatures on the earth. They can remember that he will never do this again. First Corinthians eleven twenty three through 26. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he, gave, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You know, communion isn't just one of those things that we just kind of ho-hum. We do it because we need to do it, because... The Bible says we should do it. No, it's, it's a memorial. We take the bread. We take the cracker, right? And what do we think about? We think about the stripes that Jesus took on his back for our healing. We think about the fact that we don't have to work for our healing. We just need to believe him. Amen. Because he's already healed us. First Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed. And if we were healed, then we are healed. Amen. So we take that, we take that cracker and we remember. And it can be anything. I mean, you can really, you can have communion with anything, okay? You don't have a cracker, use a cookie. It doesn't matter. As long as the heart is remembering, you're remembering that, okay, Lord, I'm taking this. I'm going to remember this covenant that you had with us, what you did on the cross for us, what you did by getting beaten and by getting humiliated and by having stripes on your back, 39 of them for our healing. Lord, I'm going to remember that. And it's true, all these things we should remember every single day, right? But when we have an act like communion, it makes us think about it. It makes us think about, wow, look what he did for us. When we take the cup of grape juice, we remember how Jesus died. He shed his blood for my salvation. He shed his blood so that I could live. I mean, it's a memorial, something that we remember. Hallelujah. We never want to become familiar with the things that remind us of the love that Jesus has for us. You never want to become familiar with it. You never want it to be, like I said, ho-hum. Kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, the Lord died for me. No, it's, whenever we think about it, it should be a, there should be this thing that happens inside, like a stirring of the spirit. Amen. Where it's like, ooh, you know, you kind of get goosebumps or chills. Where it's like, wow. Jesus, that actually, that was an, that was an event that actually took place. Amen. Jesus actually went to the cross. He actually died for our sin, the whole sin of the world. He is actively sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. Amen. They're not just stories. It happened. It's a memorial. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible is full of things that help us remember the Lord in our life. And he wants us to have them at the top of our mind. You know, every every single day, uh, I was I went to Sioux Falls last week um, just for one session. But Lynette Hagen was speaking in Brandon, and uh, she said she always puts on worship music in the morning just to get her heart ready for the for the day, just to get her heart set on the Lord for the day. And I thought, wow, it's so good because it helps you again remember all the good things that He's done. When you praise and you worship Him, what do we do? We enter His gates with thanksgiving. We enter His courts with praise. So if we're always praising, we're always giving thanks, we can always be in his presence. Amen. Amen. Not that he's not always with us, but we can, well, we can be with him. We can always be in his presence. Amen. Amen. 
And you can even go to Job, you know. And when God's questioning him, we just remember how good, how big God is. Let's go to Job 38, uh, 38 through 11. It's kind of a long, uh, a long passage, but again, I just want you to get this. Um, just, re- just think about the Lord in this way when we read this, okay? He says to Job, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you will answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? So we can think like, wow, God laid the foundations of the earth. Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched? I love that. And God, a little sarcastic maybe. <laughs> At least with Job. Or who stretched the line upon it? To where was foundations fastened? I mean, these are questions that I would never ask. <laughs> but it's like, wow, the Lord knows. <laughs> or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Who shut in the seas with doors when it burst forth and issued, issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and thick darkness its swaddling band, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors, when I said, This far you may come, but no farther, and here your proud waves, your proud waves must stop. So we think about, we can read that, and we can just think about the vastness of God. Amen. The, the, the Bible is a memorial. Amen. When we read through the Word, it helps us remember things that happened in the past. It helps us remember how good God is. It helps us remember that He's omnipresent, that He's omnipotent, that He's omniscient, that He's everywhere, He's all-powerful, He's all-knowing. And then we can look back and we can see these things in creation that we think, again, it just kind of blows your mind, like, wow, God is so good. And then as we read this, just for our lives personally, we can know beyond a shadow of doubt, because these all these things, that anything we're going through, he's going to be there and back you up. And he, he's for you, that nothing is impossible for him. Whatever we're going through isn't too hard for God. Amen. Remember the things that he's done in your life. We never want to forget how, God, how good God is to us. And then as we start to think about our own lives and we think, wow, He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing, so he can definitely help me with mine. Then we go in the New Testament, we say, well, it says that we have a great high priest who um, can sympathize with us because he's went through everything that we went through. He's been tempted in every single way that we've been tempted, yet he didn't sin. And then the Bible says we can go to him and we can go boldly to him, to his throne of grace, not judgment, not condemnation. We can go to his throne of grace. And he said, it says he's our very present help in time of need. Hallelujah. So when you start putting things with the Bible, and, and you, you, you remember one thing about the Lord, that he's all-powerful, that he's all-knowing, it just unlocks another memory. Oh, wow, that means I can go to him with everything that I have, and he can sympathize with me, and he can intercede for me to the Father, and I don't have to be alone in this, Right? Psalm 68:19 says, "Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah. The Selah, stop and think about that. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Even today, He's loaded you with benefits. He doesn't just give us one benefit per day, right? But He loads us, he loads us with benefits every single day. And I'm sure you can think about all the benefits that He's." that he's given to you in your life, but let's just go to Psalm 103. It, it talks 
about some benefits. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. So let's just stop right there. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Everything that's within me, I want to bless the Lord. We haven't even gotten to his benefits yet. I'm just going to bless the Lord even if there's no benefits. It says, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. One, he forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Wow. And we know there's so many more benefits that he gives us. But those are pretty cool. <laughs> you could declare that these things all day long and it would always be true. No matter what you're going through, no matter what time of day it is, you can declare all five of those things and it's always going to be true. He always loads you with those benefits. Amen. He always forgives your iniquities. He always heals your diseases. Amen. That's his will for your life. His will is for you to have good things. We serve a father. The Bible says that, that if our earthly father desires to give us good things, how much more does our heavenly father desire to give good things to those who ask him? Amen. So, you know, if you're down about what's going on in your life, if you're depressed about what's going on in your life, just read Psalm 103, 1 through 5. I mean, that will give you a starting point at least. Because I tell you what, and it's true. I mean, as human, sometimes when we're down and we're depressed, it's hard to think of good things, isn't it? I mean, unless you really start to praise the Lord, then you can. But if you're just kind of down, sometimes it's hard to think of the benefits. But if you have like a scripture, a go-to scripture that you can always go to and be like, okay, I got to remind myself what God did for me. And when you start reading it, it's like, oh yeah. What does it do? It unlocks other things that he's done for us. He's unlock- it unlocks the time when, he, when, he, when you were blessed financially for no reason. Amen. It unlocks the time when uh, the doctor said you couldn't have children, but you were blessed with a child. <laughs> it unlocks all these other memories of what God has done in your life. Amen. And this is one of the reasons we have the Bible. It's to remind us of our relationship with God. It's to remind us that we have this covenant with Him. So we think we might think that you know we, we get these benefits and like, oh, I don't deserve this. Well, the Bible says that you know when you have a covenant, it's an agreement, right? Whenever there's a covenant, there's an agreement. And so God, we have an agreement with God that, hey, you follow me, you're going to get all these things. You're going to get all these things. I paid the price for you so that you could have all these things. And so instead of thinking, well, I don't deserve this, I don't deserve this, start thinking, no, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I do deserve this because I'm part of this covenant. Now, you know, they might hear different different teachings on this, but we're, we're no longer a sinner saved by grace. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We can come... It doesn't say we, we even have to come meekly, even though we do, but it says we come boldly to the throne of grace with our help in time of need. We come boldly to God. He wants us to be bold about it. It's not like, well, Lord, I know I, know I asked you about this yesterday, but uh, I really need help today. And uh, no, we don't have to go like that. You say, Lord, we know what your word says, that you help me in any time of need, so I come to you right now, and I just thank you for helping me in this, helping me in this circumstance, Lord. I'm not. I'm feeling down about myself today. Can, I just need help. Amen. And what does he say? He says, "I'll help you." 
Jesus says, I will intercede to you for the fa- to the Father so you can get the things that you need according to my will. He loves us more than we could ever imagine. Joshua 1.8 says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and you may observe to do, all, or to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Proverbs 7, 1 through 3 says, My son, keep attention to my word, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live in my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablets of your heart. Why do we, why do we meditate on the word? So it gets into our heart. Amen. 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 And then that way, you know, forever somewhere and we don't have access to a scripture and we're going through something, we can always remember, oh yeah, the Bible says this. The Bible says this about my circumstance. Let the Word of God remind you of what God's called you to do. Again, we don't want to have the attitude that, well, I've already read this a dozen times, right? We as humans need to be continually reminded of the things the Lord does or else we're going to forget. And it's true. How many have ever been in a, 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 you know, even a a week long where maybe you just were too busy, you didn't read the Bible for a week, and then at the end of the week, you're kind of you're kind of heavy laden, you have all these burdens. And then what you what do you do? You forget that well, no, God's yoke is his his yoke is easy, his burden is light. We forget things that are, that should be very elementary to us, but when we're out of the Word, we tend to forget those blessings. We tend to forget that He's loaded us with benefit, that He gives us every tool at our disposal that we need, that He's an expert in every area of life. Amen? That's why we want to read the Word. We want to continue to get it down in our spirit. Amen? Write it on the tablets of our hearts so that we can just, whenever something comes up, the devil tries to tell you something. It's like, nope, it is written this. <laughs> right? Amen? It is written that I am more than a conqueror. Amen. Praise the Lord. You might be feeling down about what you're going through, and then read that he daily loads us with benefits. Maybe you're struggling with the temptation that you feel no one could understand. And then you read Hebrews. And again, you say, wow, that's right. Jesus did go through all the temptations that I'm going through, and he was able to do it without sinning. Wow, I can get through this with this help. Amen? All these things help us get through life. The same goes if the Lord gives you a word. Hold on to that word from God. Amen? Don't forget it. Write it down. Don't get discouraged, but know that the Lord follows through on his promises. In Genesis 37, 5, Joseph had a dream. Had a couple dreams. It says, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we, there we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Verse 9. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars all bow down to me. Okay. So Joseph, Joseph believed his dreams. He didn't forget the dreams that God gave him. Right? And I have to admit, if I was 17, if I had these dreams, I would think, wow, I got it made. I'm not going to go through any hardship. My brother's going to de- bow down to me. My, my father and mother are going to bow down to me. I, it's good. Everything's good. I don't have to worry about a thing, right? That would be 17-year-old me. There would be this anticipation of these things coming to pass. And in 
you probably wouldn't expect the difficulty that you might have to go through, right? You might just think about the authority that you're going to have. Wow, when I'm, when I'm in this authority, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. But Joseph, as we know, he had to endure a lot before these dreams came to pass. He was sold into slavery to his enemy, an Ishmaelite. And we're not friendly, right? Potiphar bought him to serve his house. Then he's falsely accused of attempted rape and gets sent to the dungeon. Next, he interprets two dreams of the butler and the baker. And the butler forgets about Joseph when he's restored to his place. It's not until 13 years after he was sold that he was in any position of authority, except for what was given to him in the, in the house in the jail. And it, then it took more than 20 years for his brothers to come and actually the eh, to dream to be fulfilled for them to actually bow down because there was that seven years of plenty, right? So everything was good. But then at the start of the seven years of famine, their brothers came, right? They came, they bowed down to him. We just need some grain. And his prophecy, the prophecy, the dream was fulfilled. And I like to think that Joseph during all those times he had something to keep him going, right? I mean, you think about the hardships that he endured and uh, years, 13 years of being wrongly treated, <laughs> 13 years of being forgotten by everybody but God. <laughs> Amen. I believe he continued to play these dreams in his mind. He said, well, God, God said it, it has to be true. He continued to remember the things that God had told him years ago. And what did it do? It got him through. There might be a dry spell in your life, a wilderness experience, but if God's given you a word, hold on to that word. It's going to get you through. Amen? Just remember it. Just remember what he's told you. Are there things that God has told you that need to dust off again, maybe? Maybe he gave you a word through somebody, and you haven't thought about it in a long time, maybe it's time to dust off that prophecy and to, and to claim it again for yourself if you haven't seen it come to pass. As you meditate on his word, he's going to bring those things back to your remembrance to the Holy Spirit. Amen? John fourteen twenty six says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He loads you with benefits. He's healed you. He's taken away your sin. He has good plans for you. Amen? One more scripture here and then we're going to close. Philippians 4.8. So when we think of things in our past, when we think of memories and different things that happened, um, I would encourage you to focus on the good things. Focus on the good memories. Amen? Not that the things that happened that were bad maybe didn't shape our life in some way, somehow, because I can tell you, there's things in my life that weren't good as far as, uh, you know, just um, things that at the time even, I, you know, even, even now you just think like, when my parents got divorced. Like, that's not, God doesn't like divorce, right? He doesn't like divorce. And I can think of that, okay? But what I want to do is instead of thinking about it and being like, oh, poor me, okay, look where I'm at now because of this. I want to say, no, Lord... Thank you for, for protecting me through it. Thank you for all the things that you've done in my life through it. Because we can look back on a bad memory 
And we can, we can have an attitude either of pity party or we can have an attitude of gratitude, right? We can have an attitude of thankfulness for anything good that came out of that situation. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Amen. So think about things that are going to build you up. Think about things that are going to uplift you. Think about memories, things that are going to um, edify you and keep you moving strong in life. I love the things that they say here that, that Paul says, think of things that are true. What are, what are some things that are true in your life? What are things that are noble? Maybe you've committed an act of kindness to somebody. Think of that. That's a memorial. Let's think about that. Think about when God used you to, to work a miracle. Think about when God used you to speak into somebody's life. Whatever things are just. Things that are pure. Amen. Think about pure things. Things that are lovely. Things that are of good report. You know, whenever we get a doctor's report, no matter what the report says, um, we always believe the good report, right? Want to believe the report that God has for you? Amen. Sometimes that's not always easy, though, is it? We, we get the report, and maybe our flesh is like, you know, kind of sinks down a little bit, or maybe it's a financial report, sinks down a little bit. No, but think about the good report. Well, the good report is that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. The good report is, by his stripes I was healed. Amen? So we can think about those things, even when circumstances in our life aren't going right. We don't have to lie about our circumstances, lie about what's going on, but we can choose to think about, wow, yeah, God provided that. All I need to do is lean on him, and he'll provide that for me. And I tell you what, once you do it once, and you see God come through for you, then it makes it even a little more easier the next time, right? You think, wow, God showed up here, I know that he's not a respecter of persons. I know that, that nothing is impossible for him. Or God did something for Anne, and he's not a respecter of persons, so I know God can do it for me. I mean, think about those things. The things that are a good report. Think about anything that's praiseworthy. Again, you can go, you can have scriptures written on your fridge or on your mirror or in your notebook that you always use or your calendar or anything. And you can, you can look at them, and it's a reminder that God has done good things in your life. It's a reminder that he, um, he has told you uh, that he has a good future for you, that he wants you to prosper. Amen? That he gives you life and more abundant life. And it says that we want to meditate on these things. So remember the good things in your life. Remember the promises of God that he has in your life. And I guarantee you that... When you start to remember those things through the Word, uh, there's no limit to the joy that you're going to feel, to the peace that you're going to feel, just to the love that you're going to have for people. Why? Because a lot of times our emotions are based off of memories, right? I mean, I'm very nostalgic, so when I think of something from my high school, I get very nostalgic, like, wow, yeah, that was pretty cool. So what my, my emotion of reflects what I'm, what I'm remembering. Right? So if we remember things that are praiseworthy, if we remember things that are 
just and pure, um, that are of good report, then our, what? Our attitude is going to reflect that. Amen? Amen. So I just encourage you, even on this weekend of uh, Memorial Day weekend, just to think about those things. Think about things that God has done in your life. Think about promises that he's had for you, that he's maybe given you in the past that you haven't thought about in a long time. Write them down. Write down scriptures that are going to build you up, edify you. Use them, let them serve as a reminder that God is for you and not against you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you that we can just go out and live life for you. That you called us to live our life for you. That uh, Romans 10 and 10 says that, you're the, that uh, we can proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord of our life. And so we just proclaim that now. We thank you that we can think on good things today. We can think on, on things that um, edify us and honor you, Jesus. That we can keep our focus and our attention off of our um, struggles and off of our uh, things that are going wrong in our life and put our eyes on you. Because every time we put our eyes on you, it magnifies you and it shrinks the things that are going on. Not that they're not still there, Lord, but you, but you provide ways of escape. You provide everything we need in every situation. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We honor you. I bless everybody today here that's uh, in, in this congregation that's listening online. Lord, that even this, just a little bit, even if they, there's just one thing that they can remember, Lord, is that you have given us uh, memorials, things that we can remember in your word. So, Lord, we praise your name. I pray for a, a great rest of the day, a great night, a great week for everybody here, Lord. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.